Hello, this is Dan Jones, and I appreciate you clicking on my little Quiet Talk link. You know, I do this to encourage you, but when you listen, you encourage me. Do you have a personal relationship with God? In the church affiliation I was involved with for a little over seven years, Talk like this was sometimes frowned on by certain people. I guess for them it conjured up images of folks who never went to church but for whom their religion was just Jesus and me, who maybe only watched uh, church on television. Without question, there is no Christian faith without the church. As I've often said, Christianity is a group thing. Jesus said, I will build my church, not my group of disconnected individuals who never see each other in person. All that being said, our relationship with God is still meant to be personal. In the discourse of Jesus on the Good Shepherd, he said that he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He doesn't just say, come on, sheep, let's go. One thing that those church people I just alluded to would strongly assert is the belief that God is personal. Specifically, God exists as three persons in one essence or substance, to use what might be a slightly more obscure word. From all eternity, God, who had no beginning, has existed in relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His purpose in sending the Son into this world to become a human being was to bring us humans into that beautiful, eternal relationship of perfect love. The kingdom Jesus inaugurated is a kingdom of love. God is personal, and so am I. I am a person as such. I have self-awareness as well as the awareness of other persons around me. Normal people want relationship with others. That's why the vast majority of human beings establish what they at least hope turns out to be a permanent bond with another person. We are made that way. We are wired for relationship. As we all know, human relationships are complicated, and most people have had at least one that went wrong and caused pain almost always to both parties. Recently, I met a woman who I think was around my age. I had previously met and done business with a man that I assumed was her husband, but when I referred to him using that term to her, she said, we're not married. I was married before and don't want to be married again. But the two of them lived together as a husband and wife would. I've never really understood this approach to relationships. I can only assume that she wanted to maintain the option to easily walk away if the day came when the arrangement didn't please her anymore. Relationships are hard. As my dad used to say, people are funny. For that reason, some people give up on serious human relationships entirely and just focus on their pets. Animals are much easier to please than human beings, it turns out. But none of this is to imply that relationship with God is simple. Let me share an example. 
One day, Jesus was teaching by the shore of Galilee. So many people were there pressing him that he asked Simon if he could teach from the deck of his fishing boat. When he was finished, Jesus said to the fishermen, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon said, Jesus, we fished all night and caught nothing. But since you say so, okay, I'll do it. You know the story. They brought up so many fish that their nets began to break. They called for their partners to come with their boat, and they filled both boats with fish so that they began to sink. Obviously, this miracle was designed to make the most powerful impression on this experienced fisherman called Simon, later on known as Peter. Simon's reaction is telling. Luke says to us, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In the face of this extraordinary miracle, Peter suddenly realized that Jesus was more than just another itinerant rabbi. He was the Son of God. Coming into contact with this Holy One had the effect of causing Peter to see not only who Jesus was, but who he himself was. The blinding brightness of Christ's character revealed the darkness in Peter. It was certainly an unpleasant moment for him. But look at the reaction of Jesus to this encounter. He said to Peter, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. He didn't say, yeah, Peter, you're a wicked guy. You need to clean up your act. Jesus doesn't condemn. He forgives. He immediately commissioned Peter to bring others into this intimacy with God. It is a sad fact that in the most intimate of human-to-human relationships, marriage, people often live together for years without experiencing genuine intimacy. A healthy and growing relationship is one in which both parties share more and more of their most private thoughts and experiences. Of course, for this to happen, there must be trust and unconditional love. And thankfully, these two things characterize a living relationship with God. We can trust God that he will always love us and that that love is not based on our ability to achieve sinless perfection, but on his own infinitely loving nature. The simple statement, God is love, conveys one of the most profound realities in the universe. So let me repeat the question that opened today's talk. Do you have a personal relationship with God? If you're not sure, let me again refer to human marriage. Have you ever known anybody that was married and didn't know it? As somebody who's been married for 40 years, let me assure you that if you are married, you know it. And I don't have to be in close physical contact with my wife to know that. Even when we are separated by many miles, I still know just as surely that we are married. 
The same is true for relationship with God. Paul teaches us that being a Christian means that Christ comes to live inside you, as he describes it in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Is it possible that the eternal Son of God could inhabit my soul and my body and I would be unaware of that fact? Not a chance. Like Peter seeing the miraculous catch of fish. When you experience a direct encounter with the creator of all things, it's quite tangible. You are changed forever. If you're listening to this talk and you don't have this intimate relationship with Christ, you can be sure that at this moment he is inviting you to receive him. He does not come to condemn, but to convert. Peter was convicted, but not condemned. He was converted by Jesus. Again, from the wonderful writings of St. Paul, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It is true that close and long-term relationships change those involved. Being married to my lovely and godly wife has certainly changed me, and the change has been good. In the case of relationship with God, we are the ones who are changed, changed for the better, transformed by His amazing grace. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those listening to my voice. Lord, if there might be one person who is just not sure if they are in this personal relationship with you, I pray that they would call out to you now in the name of Jesus Christ, call out to you and ask you to cleanse and forgive them of every sin, and then they would commit themselves to Jesus. They would trust in what Jesus did for us on the cross, that he died for our sins and rose again the third day and is today at the right hand of God the Father. And he is interceding for us at the Father's right hand. God, bless those who listen today. Help us to share this great love and the fact that we have been welcomed into this glorious and wonderful and satisfying relationship with Jesus Christ, Lord. Bless each listener today. In your name we pray. Amen. My friend, I would love to hear from you if you're not already getting Uh, the links by email. I would just like to have your email address and be able to send you these uh, messages each time I release a quiet talk, just to send you a greeting and a little extra word of encouragement and to send you the link for the talk. My email address is father.danjones at outlook.com. God richly bless you, my friend.